We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. It's the Hall of Fame edition. This weekend, our quarterback, Super Bowl quarterback, Kurt Warner, goes to the Hall of Fame. You're with Norm Hightower and Derek C. Paul. We're going to talk about this. It's not going to be a long one today, folks. We just want to focus on Kurt Warner and just go over his career with the Rams, what he did afterwards, and just think back to that Super Bowl run especially. Um, Norm, what are your opening thoughts on it? Well, I was happy to see him get it voted in. I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's too early or not, but his career certainly put him in a position to where he should have been considered, and I'm extremely happy to see him go in. Kind of a dream scenario, you know. In 1998, he plays in one game, comes in as uh, backup in '99 to Trent Green. Trent Green goes down with an injury, and he comes in and plays 16 games and wins the Super Bowl. You know, on top of that, his history before that, you know, being a working at a shopping store and all that, it's kind of a dream, a dream deal, and one of those things that's so rare you probably never see it again. So, you know, I'm happy to see him go in. Uh, the Rams needed uh, needed him to to win the Super Bowl, and he did a great job for us when he played for us, and I'm happy to see him inducted. You know, it's a, it's a little weird to me. I remember exactly where I was when I found out about Trent Green. I was on I was on board a naval ship. We were out doing workups for our next deployment. It was, you know, a huge shock for me because we were I was expecting 
you know, I was expecting something big. You know, we're getting more of a folk. We, you know, this this is the year we finally turned around. At this time, in 19, entering the 1999 season, we haven't had a winning season since 1989. And there there was very little hope that this team would finally turn around. They were expected to go, you know, 5-11 again or so on and so forth. But maybe, maybe, maybe there was some hope with Trent Green at quarterback. And then he goes down. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to go 2-14. and 14. It's going to be another horrible year. And here we go. Instead, I'll just never forget it, that year. Kurt Warner goes up. He completes 325 out of 499 passes for 4,353 yards, throws 41 touchdown passes, only 13 interceptions, leads a, re- leads a leading quarterback rate 109.2. It's, it's just a dream year. I mean, that's all you can really say from nightmare to dream year within a matter of a couple months. Yeah, we could use one of those now. <laughs> we could. You know, we could. And it might be somebody on, on the roster like Sean Mannion who's just been sitting there waiting. We keep hearing all the talk about Mannion. And, you know, it would be nice. It would be nice if you could use it right now. But that memory, you know, Kurt Warner, what he did, and how accurate he was. It blew my mind that this this guy just came off the bench and he was um, just unbelievably accurate with the football. I'm, I'm wondering how on earth he not get a shot before. Just one of those moments. Well, I remember I was excited for the year too, and and uh, I went out and bought a brand new Ram starter jacket, and you know, of course, living here in the Northwest where there's all Seattle fans, you know, it wasn't a popular buy for a lot of people, but I was sporting that thing around, and I was like, you know, they're going to be good this year, and I was all excited, and then Trent Green got hurt, and I was like, why the heck did I have to go buy this jacket this year? And then Kurt Warner comes in and just blows my mind. And it was it was a really, really pleasant surprise. I mean, I had expectations, but I didn't have them after Trent Green went down. And then to, ha- to have him come in and play the way that he did and to lead the team and to be so accurate and just take command uh, was very impressive. I think it's, you know, one of those sports years or sports one year career out of a sports year or you know it's one of those dream seasons that anybody in any sport would want to have you know you come in as a backup and you go and you win it all and it was probably one of the most exciting times of my life sports wise I remember watching the Super Bowl and and watching the tackle (laughs) to save the game and you know the the touchdown that that was scored by the Rams with two minutes left to go. It, it, all of that, yeah. it was just all a, a big dream season. So, you know, I think he deserves to go in, and I'm happy to see him go in. I, I think it might have been a little early, but, you know, and I don't know that – I guess because of the special circumstances, that's probably why he got in early because, you know, Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce and those guys are a big part of why we won too, and they haven't gotten in yet. So – you know, if if Bruce or Holt goes in next year or the year after, um, then I think it's all good. I'm just really happy to see a Ram going to the Hall of Fame this year. I'm looking back on that year, 1999. When did you know the Rams were the real deal? What game was it? 
Oh, that's a really good question. Honestly, game the first game, I think, was when I thought, wow, we might really have a chance here. But to uh, to pick one particular game, I'd have to think on it a little bit. I want to throw it out there. I think it was I think it was week five against the 49ers. The 42-20 game, they, they ran up 423 total yards, 314 yards passing. You know, before that, they beat Baltimore. They beat up on Atlanta. They beat up on Cincinnati. But, you know, this is the 49ers. This is the team that had beaten them almost 20 times in a row. And for them to go out there and just smash the Niners, 42-20. It, it, that was when I knew this team was, was something special. And it was on Kurt Warner's back again. It, it, that was, you know, that was when I knew there was something special about this team. I didn't know they'd go to the Super Bowl. I didn't know they'd win at all. But that's when I knew there was something special. I think the 49ers game made, made me kind of feel that way. Um, the game against uh, Tennessee in Week 8. Do you remember that game? Yeah, the 24-21 loss. Close game, good game. Yeah, that's when I was kind of like, you know, hmm, where are we at here? But then they came back and played hard. And then when they met them in the Super Bowl, I thought, wow, what's going to happen here? And then all of a sudden, you know, the Rams take the lead and they're doing great. And I'm like, all right, we're going to win this thing. And then Tennessee starts to come back. It was crazy. Well, three quarters of that Super Bowl game, the Rams dominated and it really shouldn't have been a 23-16 game. It shouldn't have been a great Super Bowl. It should have been a blowout. I just just remember how you know Tennessee holds them to three field goals in the first half, and you're thinking, oh come on, it should be at least 17 nothing. It should have scored touchdowns on two of those three drives. And you know what's going to happen here in the second half? It was still special. No matter how you, how you frame it, it was special. And it was special to see Kurt Warner win that Super Bowl. It was special to see him win it on a 73-yard touchdown pass and to Isaac Bruce. It was just, I remember it was third down and long. He had just been hit hard. And, wow. I, I can't help but wonder what happens to if he doesn't injure his thumb in 2000 and then re-injure it in 2002. What happens to him? Because in my view, the team should have won at least two Super Bowls, if not three, during that, during that time frame. I think the week that it really set in for me that this could really, I mean, this is really going to happen was week 13 against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina was a good team that year. They finished 8-8. Eight and eight. But to watch us play against them and, and play well and, and to have the record we had at that point, I was just like, wow, we're, we're, we're going somewhere. We've got a shot to, to really take this all the way to the end. Well, it's just the way they, they beat up on everybody. The closest game in the regular season was it was the closest win. Let me make sure I, I, I quantify that. The closest win was a 13-point win over Carolina in Week 13. Right. And, and of course, close loss, you know, a three-point loss in Tennessee, a four-point loss in Detroit. That was a last-minute play, if I remember correctly. It was a fourth down they blew um, that the Lions were able to pull off. And then they arrested all their starters in the last game of the season against the Eagles and still only lost by seven. So, I mean, that, the team was dominant throughout the year. The, the, first, the first Vikings game, the, sorry, the Vikings game in the divisional playoff round, they win 49-37, but really it was, a, it was a much bigger blowout than that. They, they had already kind of put people away to rest when, when Minnesota, you know, took that game made a little more competitive. So... I mean, what is it? The Tampa Bay game was the one that was really the, the, the head-scratcher. 
And again, it was Warner leading that team downfield late to, to secure the win on a touchdown pass to Kroll. Man, what memories. What I wouldn't give to have those memories, you know, live again. Well, their lowest point total throughout the entire season was 23 points against the 49ers when they won in Week 11. That was their lowest point total of the season. And then to come in against Tampa Bay and only score 11 points, that was that was nerve-wracking. It's like we're, we're finally here, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no. <clears throat> but they pulled it out, and, you know, I think that's part of the reason that Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame right now because, you know, the, the game against Tampa Bay and the game against Tennessee – he, he did some pretty miraculous things in both those games to get to the title game and win it. Well, let's look, let's look at the rest of his career, too. In, in 2000, he hurts his thumb uh, before he's out for the year. Well, actually, well, he came back later in the year and actually got the team in the playoffs. And that was the year the Rams' defense was just so bad. I mean, horrible, horrible defense. Remember the Kansas City loss? They, you know, they scored 31 and lost to the... Can't, was it 34? Was it 54-34 or 51-31? It was some crazy score like that. Yeah. And they lost the game. That defense was so awful. I mean, uh, yeah, 54-34 they lost. Yet, Warner comes back from injury, gets the team in the playoffs, so a great win in Week 17 that year against the Saints. They go back again and play the Saints the next week. They lose by three on a bad fumble. They should have won that game. It was close, but they should have won. Um, 21 touchdown pass later, 18 interceptions. Did lead the league in yards, um, yards on average, yards per catch, 311 yards per game, completion percentage 7.7. I mean, that, that that's outstanding numbers. And what could have been in a year had the defense just shown up? The next year's rule, you know, the other Super Bowl season, he's seen going 14 and 2, 36 touchdown passes, 4,830 yards passing. Those are three really, really great years to watch this, this quarterback perform. Absolutely. It was just, um, in, the, in that 2001 year, that, that's the year for those of us who are conspiracy theorists that we, we, we think that, uh, we think the Patriots were doing a little sneaky, sneaky in that Super Bowl game. I mean, there's a good case for it, by the way. There's a good case for it. What do you remember most about that 2001 season for Warner? Losing to the Patriots. <laughs> I don't hate too many football teams, but I've always hated the Patriots. I've never liked them. And when that year came around, I really, really learned to despise that team. And I've never liked them ever since. I've always rooted against them. And unfortunately, it seems like anybody I don't like always does very well. So maybe I should start embracing the Patriots, and that way they'll start losing. (laughs) Oh, good gosh. They they played the Patriots twice that year. They played it once at Foxborough. Um, they outgained the Patriots uh, 482 to 30. But it was only 24-17. Game. I remember that game. It wasn't wasn't good weather at all. Uh, but even in the Super Bowl, they, they outgained the Patriots by 160 yards. I mean, offensively, the Patriots gave them problems, but but they still couldn't stop them. I just, I just remember thinking, okay, if we if it's that last touchdown drive, I mean, sorry, the last field goal drive for the Patriots, I'm thinking, okay, if they can just Get this game to overtime, the Patriots defense is tied and we'll win. And I'm watching that field goal sail the upright, so I'm thinking, I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this. And the clock was at two seconds when the ball went to the upright. And I remember saying, there should be two seconds left. They should still have a kickoff return. I couldn't let it go. They should still have a kickoff return. And I went home, because I was living in Italy at the time, I went home, it was 4 o'clock in the morning, couldn't sleep. 
I, 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 I don't, I didn't get over it. And, and now, years later, we find out the team didn't get over it either. They were never the same after that game. No. Well, and we should talk about, you know, he did move on um, in 2004 and went and played for the New York Giants for a year. Uh, played 10 games there. It still had 2,054 yards um, in 10 games. And then went on to play for the Cardinals for uh, five seasons after that. In his last two years of football in 2008 and 2009, actually including 2007, he threw 34-17 in 2007, 45-83 in 2008, and 37-53 in 2009. So he obviously still had it. You know, 27 touchdowns, 30 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns. So he, he brought Arizona up to be a good team, too. I know everybody was worried about wh- what he was going to go in the Hall of Fame as, as a, as a Ram or as a Cardinal. But, you know, I, I just feel like he, he's done enough to earn the position in the, in the Hall. And, and I'm happy to see what I'll always see him as, as a Ram um, in the Hall of Fame. Well, he won the Super Bowl as a Ram. Let's just be real about that. I don't really care what he went in as. And I don't. I, I care about the fact that he won a Super Bowl as a Ram, and, and they can't take that season from me. They can't take 2001 from me either. That was still a great year. Sure. There's a lot of great memories from that season. You know, and I'm, I'm going to my grave believing the Rams got screwed that year. But that was still a fun team to watch. You know, the case for his Hall of Fame, though, I mean, I'm just, you, you just go through his numbers and and I think that he's a perfect, he's a textbook case for sometimes it's more than the numbers. you got to think between 2002 and 2006, he didn't play more than 10 games in a year. He didn't throw more than 11 touchdown passes in a year. Between 2002 and 2006, he didn't throw for more than 2,713 yards in a year. But what he did do was he got back in the South 2007 and took that team, Cardinals, to the Super Bowl in 2008, and if you look at his playoff numbers in 2008, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions, 68% completion percentage. 2009, a year later, 78% completion percentage. I mean, those numbers are phenomenal, phenomenal numbers. And it tells you that he was a quarterback who played well in the clutch when the pressure was on in the playoffs. I think he's in the, in the Hall of Fame just as much for his performance in the playoffs, when he got there, as well as much as his, his performance in the regular season as well. I agree. Well, all right. Rams fans, we're in training camp now. Uh, we'll be back again later this week, hopefully, for you know, a look at the first preseason game of the year against the Cowboys. That's on August 12th. We'll also hopefully have more camp news things to talk about. In the meantime, congratulations to Kurt Warner from Rams Talk. For Norm Hightower, Derek C. Paula. Thanks for joining us. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? 
And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.